Hi, welcome to a new edition of the Montague Reporter podcast. I'm Sarah Brown-Anson, host and producer, here with perennial co-host Mike Jackson. Hi, Mike. Hi, Sarah. Um, I'm Mike Jackson, the managing editor of the Montague Reporter newspaper. It really has been like two months since we put out an episode, a new episode. So thanks to all the listeners who have stuck around with this podcast in your feed. We missed you. July and August is always an irregular time at the paper. Uh, We go down to every other week publication and uh, everything goes haywire. So (laughs) the podcast uh, was one of the things that took a little, little back burner. I really enjoyed August. It was nice to take a break from everyday life. Did you get out of town at all this summer? Yeah, I went camping, went to a picnic with my family and went to the beach. It was great. How about you? Did you get away in August at all? Yeah, a couple, couple little trips. Uh, went up to the Adirondacks, uh, camped and hiked. Um, went up to Maine for a couple days, uh, visit um, some family, and uh, had a good little escape up in the Northeast Kingdom in Vermont um, for, for final relaxation in that last off week. Uh, really uh, appreciate the um, understanding of our readers uh, that, you know, this is a, such a labor of love. Um, everyone needs to take a, a break. And uh, I know a lot of newspapers don't just start skipping weeks, but uh, we've always done that in July and August, and it's a really uh, necessary perk. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone needs a break, including newspaper people. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to ask you about the editorial that we saw in the September 2nd edition of the newspaper um, and it was kind of like an open call for volunteers who do you hope will email you and offer to volunteer we get a lot of, of different sorts of people who find time on their hands or, or you know a desire to, to get more involved in the community or you know ideally both that, that ends up being kind of all over the map and I think um, what we're finding with our this pandemic era is you know that's even even differenter than, than uh, it was before. Um, and still even trying to figure out, you know, quite where people's availabilities are, people's, you know, willingness to be around other people. Although, you know, we can certainly set things up safely if, if folks have COVID concerns. But, uh, and a, l- a lot of this stuff is, is stuff that, you know, is done remotely anyway. Um, but yeah, all kinds of ways to get, get plugged in at the newspaper. And um, honestly, uh, we're a little more shorthanded than usual um, going into the fall. So you need reporters. I think I remember you wrote like something about like you want someone to vacuum the office. <laughs> the, the possibilities are endless here. <laughs> We're talking volunteers, but um, you know, there's also uh, stipends for for people who are doing the anything that's you know like grueling uh, meeting coverage and reporting and stuff like that. There there is money, not a ton of money, but this isn't all strictly volunteer um, stuff. But you know, if, if folks want to write. If folks want to, um, you know, help us with projects like doing subscription drives, there's all, all kinds of different things um, that can be done. So it's really just, you know, what kind of thing would you want to do? Would you want to, you know, do something where you want to hang out with people while you're doing it? Um, do you want to do something where, you know, is it that you enjoy writing or editing? Like what, what's what's in it for you? And then we can we can tailor roles um, around around what people are looking for in, in getting involved in the paper. Or do you want to make TikToks for the Montague Reporter? 
Yes, there was. There has been some talk around the office of uh, expanding our, our social media. It could be a third rival outlet um, <laughs> to the the podcast and and the uh, the print newspaper. We're also on Instagram and was hearing hearing folks in the newsroom marveling at uh, we were up to seven hundred Instagram followers, friends. And, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that it's been so successful. So follow follow the Montague Reporter on Instagram if you do not already. There there are some you know specific things um, that have to do with people leaving. Lisa McLaughlin, who for I think six years has has run a monthly science themed page called Nature Culture, is leaving for greener pastures, and uh, we we do want to have another monthly page in our rotation. We're actually, you know, we, we uh, said in, or I guess I wrote in this uh, editorial call, um, you know, a science or technology kind of page. Um, that's what um, our features editor, Nina Rossi, and I have been talking about. But I think, um, honestly, like if anyone wanted to do a monthly um, page on, you know, a theme and kind of edit and curate um, something that takes up one whole page and is in that rotation, um, we're all ears. So we're also looking for a big weekly task, which is the Montague Police Log curation. We have a, a volunteer who's been very uh, hardworking for a very long time, who's just kind of saying, like, if anyone wants to do this, so um, if that is interesting, uh, get in touch and let us know. I, I've been covering the Gil Montague School Committee, which is every other Tuesday. That's like, uh, I've been doing it for, for just over five years now. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would love to train someone else to do it, someone who wants to, to get involved around the schools um, in a very particular way. Um, you know, that, that could be a good, a good way to do that. Yeah, that's a so. really important beat. And we talk about, I feel like, you know, fairly often on the podcast, we talk about your reporting on that. So it's definitely something I would love to someone who's really dedicate can dedicate themselves to that. I think it'd be great. And then re- reporters in general, um, including, you know, it would be great if there's there's um, people who want to occasionally, you know, write a story about something that's going on in the schools. That's not like the school committee. Um, that's mm. also helpful. And then mm. just general community news, looking for, for people who are have some free time in their schedule, kind of like Monday, Tuesdays, uh, maybe into Wednesdays, um, so that we can get some of the news goings on written up. And, you know, really, like, it's intimidating. You know, before I was involved with the paper, you know, I, I've got no background in, in journalism. Um, I started as a proofreader at the Montague Reporter years ago when David Detmold was the editor, just because, you know, I'm a night owl. And it was a good way to kind of like, as someone who had moved to town, um, to kind of catch up um, quickly on, on you know, part of the community. And I, I, you know, remember kind of like offering maybe to write uh, articles, but it was it was hard to start. It is hard to just jump into, and I, I totally get why it's intimidating. I didn't really do it until I ended up, uh, you know, being involved in trying to keep the paper going, um, and uh, just was kind of around when there were then things that had to be covered, and then I had to do it. And um, it's it's really cool. I, I I know that this sounds untrue, but I really think that anyone can be a reporter. Um, anyone can can do journalism. And, you know, everyone's got different kind of like blocks or, or learning things. Um, but I think that, you know, as long as we can like work around them, um, really like this is um, a newspaper that we want everyone in the community to be able to, to have a voice in um, covering what's happening here. And, you know, we, we can make it work. So if you're interested or you know someone who might be, 
uh, let us know. Um, we take uh, uh, kids too. <laughs> How can people let you know? I know that there's the general office number, which is 413-863-8666, but should they email you or fill out a form or what? Editor at montagueireporter.org. Maybe we'll do like an intake form or something like that, but uh, yeah, we haven't done that yet. So just just email and get in touch. Um, uh, talk with me and uh, yeah, I'll make, make some introductions and we can go from there. Sorry, this is such a long-winded uh, pitch to our, our listeners, but uh, this is you know really the, the core of the newspaper is we're this like open-ended community project and you know, there's times when, when we have more people doing that and times when we have less and mm-hmm. fewer. And, you know, at the times when we have less or fewer, um, it's like, uh, it, it's harder for everyone who's involved. And I think the, um, if it goes on for very long, you're going to start to see uh, the quality of the paper decline a little bit. So just no. a general call <laughs> for more hands on deck around here. Um, that said, I mean, we feel hugely supportive. There are so many people already involved and staying involved in different ways and mm-hmm. also you know contributing donating um we have like a uh, good good backing from from this community and I, I think it's really just kind of like a who's got the, the time in a given week um that some of this is coming down to right now yeah yeah speaking of your reporting mike good segue there were two articles that you wrote that i wanted to talk about on the podcast today The first is also a preview of an event that will be co-hosted by the Montague Reporter and Montague Community Television, and that's a candidates forum for the special election for the opening on the select board. Um, So you had a great uh, profile of the four candidates in this week's paper. Good to hear the positive feedback. (laughs) That was a uh, very difficult, I've got to say, thing to, to pull together, um, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote profiling for candidates, trying to figure out a way to do that that was fair, that like got some kind of breadth of topics um, and, you know, kind of had to be long enough to, to start to get some sense of, you know, their their voices mm-hmm. um, and uh, perspectives in. Um, and yeah, I wasn't sure if I did a good job, but, you know, I talked I spoke with all four. Um, I asked them a bunch of the same questions. And then, you know, you basically get like a four 20 minute recordings that, you know, boiling that down in a fair, accurate way to, you know, 2000 words. Yeah, I don't know. I was just yeah. spending bullets uh, Wednesday night um, trying, trying to do that. That sounds really hard. And I, I mean, I guess I have a little bit of a tiny view of like how the paper is made and just like knowing the amount of time that would have had to go into that. I didn't read it with like an eye where I was like looking for, Oh, like where could Mike have been more fair or anything like that. Um, But just the fact that you gave readers a chance to get to know the candidates is really, really valuable. I think. Yeah. And it's an interesting race. We can talk a little bit on the podcast about it because we mm-hmm. haven't. Um, this is a really interesting time um, in, in Montague. We, we've had, um, you know, the uh, same, same crew of people on the board um, for, boy, I think six years now. And, you know, they've, they've been working as a pretty cohesive unit. Mike Nelson, um, who who ran for re-election um, last year as a write-in candidate after forgetting to get on the ballot and won, 
um, decided, well, he didn't decide, you know, he, he circumstances in his career changed and um, he resigned from the select board. So there's an open seat special election. And um, after several years of, you know, really not a lot of, of um, interest or competition of being on that board, there's all of a sudden um, four people who threw their, their hats into the ring. Two, two famous people, <laughs> two not famous people. Um, Wait, who are the famous people and who are the not famous people? I guess in terms of, of longevity in, in public service, David Jensen was a town building inspector for, I think, just hit 30. I think he did hit 30 um, and retired a few years ago. A lot of people in town know, um, know David, have interacted with him, you know, because he really, you know, in, in that role, you really get around. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, he's been on town meeting, um, pretty, you know, pretty outspoken, involved um, person in, in the public sphere for, for a long time. And, um, you know, I think raised eyebrows um, that he is running for select board, um, you know, over over the years. Um, you know, he, he's very outspoken and there were, there were times when he was, um, you know, openly publicly critical of um, uh, decisions that, that the board was taking while the board was, you know, effectively his boss. And um, yeah, I mean, definitely someone who, you know, knows where the bodies are buried in town, um, can work very much for him, very much against him. Mark Fairbrother, um, also someone who's over the years um, been uh, involved um, Montague Town for you know in a number of different capacities. Um, he's on the airport commission. Uh, grew up in town, went to Turner's, and served on the select board um, from I believe 2009 to 2015. And uh, I remember sometimes when those two people actually you know uh, butted heads publicly. I should I should clarify, not literally. Never literally saw them butt their heads together, but um, you know. And Mark um, lost a re-election race in 2015 to Rich Kuklowitz and is now offering to, to get back on the board to fill out uh, Mike Nelson's term. Hmm. So, you know, those are, the, those are the returning champs. And then there's two more candidates. Matt Lord, who's on the planning board, um, he uh, had a candidate's letter in this, this current week's paper introducing himself, uh, moved to town a few years ago. Um, he's an attorney. And Joanna May Booty, who moved also just a few years ago to town, this summer was appointed to um, fill a, a vacant seat on the Gilmontague School Committee. So um, she's looking to, to serve kind of on, on both roles. Um, as far as I know, she hasn't said that she would um, not be on the school committee if she were elected to the select board. Um, so, yeah, um, four candidates and um, a really... You know, this is this is anyone's race. There's no, no conventional um, wisdom as to as to who's going to to take this uh, September twenty first election, which is coming up really fast now. Yeah. So the the candidates forum that you are co hosting, or the Montague Reporter is co hosting with Community Television, that's going to be through Zoom. It is. It was pretty hard, I gotta say, um, for us all to schedule it. We uh, got a late start um, for a number of reasons and um, really thought that it was um, going to be an important thing to do better late than never. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's scheduled for next Thursday, um, September 16th. Uh, it's going to be uh, live on Montague TV, which um, for local subscribers here is Channel 17. 
it'll also be like a Zoom call that uh, folks can log into and be in the Zoom audience. Um, I don't think we're going to be taking questions from the audience in this format. Um, but, um, you know, if you want to want to either one of those um, witness it live and then afterwards the video will get posted up on Montague Community Television's Vimeo and we'll, we'll be sure to blast it out over kind of that last weekend before the election so that everyone um, in town who you know, wants to actually see these candidates, um, you know, talking and uh, a little bit interacting and, um, you know, being able to, to get more words in about what they think than, than I was in print. Um, that's going to be, you know, the one big chance on September 16th. I think the timing is perfect. I mean, you said better late than never, but I think most people start trying to decide on their ballot, how they're going to fill out their ballot. Like, the week before the election and this is happening on thursday september 16th and the election is on the 21st Tuesday. september 21st so it's yep. like five days before i don't know i think the timing is perfect yeah and, and i want to mention that election too on that tuesday um it's got shorter hours than a normal election it's uh, noon to seven at the request of the town clerk so yeah that's a that's a detail if people are used to um you know rolling out of bed and drinking coffee and voting before they drive to work. Um, that's not going to be a thing on this election. I'm going to have to try and make it back into town. And uh, the reason, especially that, that it feels like the forum is later than we would have wanted is, is mail-in voting has already ha- uh, started and is underway. Oh, I see. Okay. Yep. Noon to 7 p.m. on Tuesday, September 21st. Okay. Should we transition to the other article that you wrote? Sure. Jeff Singleton normally covers Montague Select Board meetings. It was Labor Day. It was moved to um, a Tuesday uh, rather than a Monday. And uh, it's kind of a short uh, meeting that they hadn't originally wanted to do. Um, So uh, Jeff was unavailable, uh, stepped in, Mm -hmm. um, wrote a little article up. (laughs) So was it originally they had said, well, let's cancel that meeting, but then they decided to post it and have it? Yep, they had urgent business. Okay, so what happened at the meeting? Cop stuff. Two two topics, um, both involving Montague Police. Uh, the big one, and uh, the reason that they ultimately had it, is uh, there's a staffing crisis in the Montague Police Dispatch Center, and um, they figured out, or they decided, sounds like um, the town administrator. Steve Ellis and Montague Select Board, that in order to attract um, staff and make quick hires, um, they really need to be paying the dispatchers more. Mm-hmm. Dispatchers in Montague have been apparently uh, making less than surrounding towns. So it was becoming a repeat problem that people were getting hired in Montague, trained up, which takes, you know, and that job is, is a really specialized role. Mm-hmm. Um, there's basically, a, a, as I understand it, like a, a half of a year where uh, you're training and shadowing other coworkers while you're doing that and going, you know, taking classes and all kinds of stuff. And it, it, it's basically like just training represents, um, you know, I've been told about a $20,000, um, you know, investment by the town. And uh, and then after not too long, leaving for, for greener pastures in, uh, in surrounding towns. So, you know, effectively like Montague, feels like it has been subsidizing um, the training of, of uh, the, the area's uh, dispatch force and mm. had negotiations with the union and uh, had a, an agreement proposed to bump everyone's um, pay scale up in that department um, in time mm-hmm. to to go and make a hire into, into a vacant spot. It sounds like they've got like two fully trained dispatchers where they need four and one's in training now. So 
uh, they scheduled an emergency meeting for it. Did approve that. And then um, the next night, uh, Wednesday night this week um, was the finance committee meeting. So basically, you know, outside of the regular budget cycle, they decided to do this, this thing and then brought it to the finance committee and said, you know, we did this. Uh, readers can look uh, to the Montague Reporter's uh, September 9th edition for the spicy reaction takes of Montague Finance Committee Chair Jen Audley. Nice. So I don't know if you have noticed this, Mike, or if any of the listeners have noticed, but I read the police log and it seems like in every police log, there's at least one report of someone calling the dispatcher and harassing them. And I just like, obviously the pay has a huge impact on whether someone's going to stay in a job, but also if they're harassed at work all the time, uh, it definitely seems like a good reason to leave. Yeah. If you have anything to say about that, but it, it really bothers me actually when I read that, that someone's like calling and just like saying rude things or like playing a recording and like the dispatch doesn't can't hang up because it could be, you know, I don't know. I guess it's probably part of their protocol that they don't just hang up, but it's just bizarre. Yeah. It makes it, you know, through into the, the version of the log that they released to us in the press. And, you know, I think that they, they want to, us to know that um yeah they're getting harassing calls regularly um sounds like it could be like you know one person Mm. um but you know for months and months and months now um sometimes you know every every morning in the week um first thing um i have no idea whether that's a factor but you know i mean i would really not like if someone were doing that um at at my workplace If, if that's you um listeners um you know please stop they're yeah, dispatchers. cut it out. That's rude. Yeah. I don't know if you like, you know, I don't know if that's like someone like has like beef with like the cops, but, um, you know, honestly, like if that's the case, like it's not a really good way to carry it out. These, <laughs> these people are, are, are dispatchers. They're, they're working a call center. Um, yeah. you know, uh, get a life. That's, that's my, my, uh, official statement on it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Were there other important things besides the dispatchers that they talked about at the select board meeting? Someone has has damaged a bunch of of glass on Avenue A buildings in Turner's Falls um, twice now. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the the first night going into March of 2020, right before the pandemic, and then did it again um, 18 months later, the first night going into September yeah, a tagger using, you know, some kind of glass etching tool, which, um, I mean, you know, plate glass windows are super expensive. We kind of made the editorial decision in the newsroom not to, you know, cover it in depth the first time it happened. Um, partly, you know, because COVID was starting, there was a global pandemic <laughs> like upon us and it didn't yeah. seem that newsworthy. Um, kind of did, a bigger, know, kind of bigger mentioned. stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, now that 18 months later and you know a bunch of bunch of building owners have had to you know replace their windows i think many might be insured um, some have glass insurance but if uh, that happens twice then you know you're definitely looking at your insurance going up so you know it's it's a it's a very economically damaging thing to do Mm -hmm. you know now that it's 18 months later and the fact that we're in a global pandemic is like old news and uh, this is new news 
it's an unsolved mystery. They're, you know, talking about can we put more cameras downtown, which, you know, uh, I don't oh, know. It sounds I don't like want more. That. What's that? I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't love that either. You know, I don't, I, I live in downtown Turner's Falls. Um, I don't feel comfortable being on videotape. You know, I know that that's like kind of a feature of, of the modern world, but you know, mm-hmm. um, it's creepy. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's not like a, a controversial thing either. Um, you know, uh, Chief Williams actually said in the conversation, we haven't really been pushing more cameras because, you know, who wants Big Brother watching? But I don't know. I mean, this is could be a thing where the business community starts making a harder push um, to protect their property through surveillance, as happens a lot these days around the country. Well, that's depressing. Is this where we're going to, like, leave the end of the podcast? It's like, <laughs> oh, coming soon to you on Avenue A, like a bunch of surveillance videos, like, ring on every storefront or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, but if anyone, you know, has thoughts on this, um, you know, send us a letter, send something into the podcast. We'll read on the next podcast, <laughs> write down a letter and I'll print it in the Montague Reporter. It's an interesting thing. It's a bummer. We wanted to talk more about comings and goings at the paper in the non sequitur section at the end here. So the Spanish page, it wasn't very clear in the article but sounds like Victoria, who writes the Spanish page, is, is moving. Moving from Turner's to Greenfield and just decided to take the, the platform of, of our Spanish language page um, to offer a really heartfelt, very sweet kind of love letter to the downtown neighborhood um, that she's been living in. It does not, however, sound like um, she needs to stop editing the Spanish language page in the Montague Reporter, which is awesome. So oh, good. that's a goodbye. Um, <laughs> Surprise and, yeah, for glad, me. Glad you noticed it. Um, but yeah, um, sounds like for the time being. Uh, despite being uh, across the river in in uh, rival municipality Greenfield, we'll continue um, helping out in that way. Oh, good. That's and, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you caught that. And uh, yeah, I, w- I wonder if if um, other people would also take it that way. But um, uh, nope. Um, yeah, she's she's still going to be still going to be doing that, which is you know something I really love having in the paper. Yeah, she was like, oh, I, I arrived, you know, five, maybe it was six years ago, like in Turner's Falls. And it, like, I really got the healing that I needed and then like named all the places she likes in downtown Turner's. And it was very, very sweet. And then she ended it. She was like, hasta pronto, like, which means like, see you soon. But I guess like it literally means see you soon because she'll probably be in Turner's Falls all the time still if she lives in Greenfield. <laughs> did you have a non sequitur along these same lines um yeah <laughs> um this is looping all the way back around to to this volunteers question but um yeah uh if we have people up in wendell or if you know people up in wendell um first of all you know ask them to listen to the podcast we do have a lot of re- readers in wendell some of the crew of folks who were doing the wendell post um hopped on board and started helping out as Wendell correspondents of the Montague Reporter. Um, you know, it must have been 03 or so. Two of those stalwarts, Josh Heineman and Katie Nolan. Um, I really want to give a shout out to, I can't believe how how long and, and tireless and, and patient they've been. Um, you know, they're, they're currently covering the Wendell and Irving um, select boards for us. 
if someone wants to step in, they haven't asked, but I know that um, it would be great if they started training people in to start filling in and, and taking some of that load off of them um, so they can have like, you know, more more of their time back or also, you know, uh, time to write other stories for us. Um, so if anyone wants to wants to start covering the Wendell Select Board for us, especially um, or the Irving one, get in touch with us. And uh, yeah, it would be a huge service to uh, the newspaper as well as the community as well as like two just like super volunteer you know citizens of the year <laughs> uh, who who I, I want to give a little break to yeah that is true dedication to cover that beat for over a decade how long did you say it had been 17 um, years or something? When I was writing the little thing, I, I went back as far as our digital archives go, and I did not um, move the pile of newspapers that's blocking my closet door to start going through the um, volume two. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, at least 17 years, Josh has wow. been covering the Wendell Select Board for us. So, um, yeah, I mean, gold watch and chain. Yeah, that is amazing. So let's do the credits. Let's do the thanks for listening to the montague reporter podcast please subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the paper subscribe to the instagram you know if we ever have a tiktok account subscribe to the tiktok if you want to run the montague reporter tiktok account get in touch you probably know this but you can buy the newspaper at a local business or subscribe on our website we would love it if you would subscribe montaguereporter.org slash subscribe Thank you to Blue Dot Sessions for the music, and thank you to GCTV for the technical support. We will be back with a new episode soon, probably much sooner than this last break. In the meantime, call us at 413-863-8666 to let us know what you think. You can also email us at podcast at montaguereporter.org. And editor at montaguereporter.org for me. Thanks for listening.